Abba Yahweh, the opportunity to share your word, your truth, knowledge and wisdom, love, your gospel, the good news of you, Father, the gospel of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, the good news of his coming for me, for us, his sacrifice for me, Father God, and the good news of our guide, the Holy Spirit, Abba Yahweh Amman, Yeshua Amman, Parakritos Amman. Brothers and sisters, <clears throat> I shared with you um, about the signs and wonders. And again, um, I'm going to go visit that and then come through because of the confirmation I've shared with you before. I love how God provides confirmation, whether it's from another person or directly from his word or reading um, sharing with me the fact that I'm on the right path and showing me. And I mean, when these confirmations come, brother and sisters, we, I will look at them as if they are a, um, a road sign, which is exactly how we have to look at things. And I, uh, I learned some things before that uh, things that um, people share. Have you all heard of deja vu? Okay, déjà vu comes from the French. It means seen before. And these are uh, sometimes situations that will arise and people will say, wow, that's really strange and interesting. It's as if I've been here before or done this. But the thing that I learned about it, and it happens pretty often, um, actually, I have come to believe that these are the road signs that every once in a while for my perception <clears throat> is that they're put there like a road, uh, similar to a road sign on the side of the highway, um, showing me and guiding me that, yeah, you've been by this sign. It's, it's a mile marker. It's showing you that you're going in the right direction, which are what road signs are on the, on the highway. And I see constantly people, <laughs> I just, it, it boggles my mind. And I've also learned that you can't, you can't begin to um, question what things are going on around here and say, God, I don't get it. I don't understand. Why are they doing that? You know, and start a conversation with God in that way, because nothing that happens here are we going to be able to understand. And it boggles the mind and some of the ineptitude that I see and the absolute inane, unsafe conditions that people put themselves in and others around them in order to obtain because they're not watching the road signs. They're busy in this little gizmo and I see it almost every, well, not almost, I do. I see it every single day and nearly all day long. People will be driving along. They've got this silly phone in their hand and they're texting or trying to talk to somebody. They miss the road sign that says there's their exit. So instead of taking the very next exit safely, exiting and making a U-turn, they dive from the giddy-up lane all the way across four lanes of traffic to dive across the gore point 
of the exit that they were already past and just missing the guardrail. And thankfully that there's not a drop which some exits have, that they just go across straight, but not even paying attention to anyone else around them. Okay, so this is kind of mind boggling for me, but here's the thing, we can't wonder what they're thinking. This is, these are the things that, that go on daily. This is some of the uh, tumultuous things that happen unexpectedly. But God is with us all the time. And these, these, um, <laughs> these things, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that here in a minute. But the signs and wonders that I shared with you, brothers and sisters, the other day when, when I was working, and the absolute wonderful sight, I, I see these things happen that people are so caught up in around them. But as I shared, brothers and sisters, this this vision that I saw and what I did see was so plain and so handwritten in appearance. Well, it was. It was written by the finger of God in the sky. But it was no stretch of the imagination as in imagining the shapes and things that are in the clouds because in actuality, it was set apart from the other clouds and it was in a plain, nice, blue section of the sky near clouds, but apart from them. And the again, the Hebrew character for alive or living and then a little bit beside and down to the right from it was the number seven. And I've shared with you the uh, significance of that is that the number seven is relative to the uh, construction of the four directions of this world, north, east, south, and west, speaking of the world in its entirety, and that the Holy Trinity is over that, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, which is the design. However, Mammon has seen fit to follow the agenda of the enemy over this broken, dark place. But I saw that. And then the confirmation um, is so uh, so good because when you see these and you're, you're leaning in and you have a spiritual ear and a spiritual eye and then you hear his voice that is coming from the absolute depths of his love and that we can't comprehend that depth. It's unfathomable, brothers and sisters, and and I'll relate back to that little two-letter word again in John 3.16. For God so loved the world. And Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, said, yes, Father, I will go for him. And he came for me. Jesus Christ came for me. And I will sound kind of selfish when I, when I say things. You'll, you'll catch me doing that once in a while. But it makes it very much more personal. You should try to experience that. When you're writing in a journal or you're taking notes, and um, it's pretty profound, actually, the, the impact that it has in my heart and myself that when I sit there and I write it that way, that, that he came from me. A lot of times people write down or they share, oh, he came for all of us, which is true. He did. But the profundity in making it more personal 
and I don't mean to, to be selfish or for it to seem like I'm being selfish that way, but it's just the depth increases when you say it that way. He came for me. Wow, I just dove into the deep end of the pool and in reciting it that way, I can't even get anywhere close to the bottom now. I, it's, <laughs> and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Confirming word from, from other sources um, in the Bible, other verses, or hearing him through another person is such a blessing. And in uh, the reading that I that I <laughs> that I got right after, you know, the, the the very next morning, my reading was a confirmation of that because it was talking is about God is ours for all eternity. And as I shared before, He is the Alpha, the Omega. The first and the last, he is the author and the finisher. Um, where does that come from, author and finisher? Well, just a little insight to that, a little bit of trivia to share with you. Um, sometimes writers would start a compilation and then someone else would finish it. But anyway, here... And I share that because this is also sharing God's continuity. He starts it and he finishes it. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last the author and finisher. He is always. And in conjunction with that sign that I saw, alive, living, Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit over the world, Plain as day, in the sky, God wrote it with his finger. It wasn't an imagination that, you know, oh, wow, that looks like a Hebrew character. First of all, I'm just getting into the old word, and I have no idea about Hebrew characters and alphabets, only that they're, they're familiar if I see them written out in, a, in the, a calligraphic form as a whole. But to see that up there and immediately... And then I went in and looked it up and it means alive or living. So God is speaking. Speaking to me, I'm hoping he's speaking to everybody else. If you have an ear, lean in and listen because he does speak. The world is in a constant upheaval and changing more and more than we can even comprehend without going into a state of mental shock. I mean, it's just all the time. <coughs> Pardon me. The constant, unchanging reality of God is his unfathomable love for us and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ who came for me, for us. <clears throat> and in Mammon's attempts that fail miserably, miserably in prolonging our life, uh, Youth, they, they want to, why do they want to try to live forever? Uh, okay, see, I, had, I have kind of questions about this because this, this is also, sadly enough, there are members that claim to be Christian and I have to, uh, 
honestly, I have to doubt. I don't, uh, I'm not going to throw anything in their face. I'm not going to be controversial with them because that's not my place. God will judge them and he reads their heart. But what I see and what I hear from them is contrary to biblical teaching. So how they can declare themselves to be that thing that we are called for his purpose and yet do that thing that attaches us and our lead is here and tied to this plane of existence rather than to the anchor, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. I've shared that the other day. So when a uh, seaman of old, when the ship was drifting, like when uh, Peter, James, and John, if they might be out in the boat and they were out in the Sea of Galilee fishing and they dropped their anchor to hold them in a fishing place, and then the boat drifted a little far for them, what they would do is they would grab the anchor rope and pull themselves back to the anchor spot and basically start again. So sometimes if it, uh, you know, the wind would pick up and move them, but usually in a calm, it was just, they just sort of drift in the breeze and pull the anchor rope. So Jesus Christ is our anchor. And when we grab onto the anchor rope and start pulling ourselves back, that's taking us right in and through what some would call the sea of the word. The word of God, who it's full of his promises and his truth and, and it's full of treasure. Oh my God, he trusts me with his treasury. The gold and diamonds and, and uh, gems that I'm, I'm able to share. I am so blessed with the fact that he allows me to be a conduit for his blessings for us all and that I can share this and that he has put his knowledge and wisdom into me, which I prayed for. I mean, I did. I, I prayed the prayer of Chavez to my father, God, that he would bless me so that I can bless others. And when I, in doing so, that I remind them that I am just a conduit, that those blessings do not come from me, they come from him. And he is allowing me to be used to get them to that person. And that's what I must do. I must remember to do that. So in delivering the blessing of the word of God, I'm reminding you, brothers and sisters, that this knowledge, this wisdom, this trust that God has put in me is from him to share with you. And I am but a conduit. I am about my father's business. And this word is his word. So the question that I have, as, as I say in this, um, that mammon is trying to work so hard at prolonging life and the youth and, and in this broken place, and they think that everything is so wonderful about this that they look through at life with rose-tinted glasses on and choose to ignore everything else that's going on around. And, and so the question that I have is, how's that working out for you? <laughs> You have people that are in absolute destitute conditions, homeless, um, you know, no, no way. Now, now, granted, there are some that have made a choice to live that way, because, and I've heard them talk about it. I, I physically stood near them and heard them talk about how to get over on the system and, and how they can do and they don't have to go to work. So they're not paying taxes. They're not uh, paying rent. They're not paying any bills. They, don't, they just live and they rely on others to provide for them. And then on the other hand, there are those that, that are found to be in that uh, condition through no fault of their own, through, through not being choosing to do that and end up there. 
but they are also thankful. Their attitude is so much different than those who just decide to throw, uh, throw life a bunch of garbage, which they tend to do a lot. But those that are in that position, there are some that have become destitute and, and as I say, through no fault of their own, but they seem to be the ones who are looking up and have uh, a sharing and I've run into several of them this past week and God has blessed me with them because they've come on and f- the light of the Lord must be shining pretty good in me because they come up and they just start talking to me about God and they start talking to me about the Lord. But of course, too, I do wear a pin, but that pin is in a location where I don't think they can readily see it, but it's the cross. And it does have the American flag beside it, you know, and and under it. So, because we were one nation under God at one time, used to be. Um, And they start sharing with me. And I've had three this past week that shared with me, and I knew that they were homeless, or used to be, and they came up and shared with me that, oh, man, I'm I'm not homeless anymore. Yeah, God is so good. God is so great. He's blessed me so much. And the one the other day was asking for me to share scripture so that he can come and look it up. And he's going to come back and share that with me and see if he got it right. And this is a blessing from God. This is not by any way, shape, or form to uh, pat myself on the back. That would hurt to try to stretch my muscles like that. But it's a sharing and a testimony to the blessings and the leading of God. Not about my vain glory. I, it's not about me. I am a conduit. I am about my father's business. And if it sounds like bragging, which if you look through the epistles that Paul wrote constantly, a lot of people would call him arrogant and, and all that. No, Paul is just being truthful and factual. And he's laying the facts out. And if you seek offense, you will find offense. So, Bottom line, get over it, get by it, ignore it, or if you choose to hold on to it, which is part of that darkness that I was sharing a little bit ago, people look to that, the darkness of this world. And rather than looking to the light or being part of the light or being part of the solution, they look to the darkness. So again, ma'am, and how's that working out for you prolonging your life and, and youth? It's all about self. It's all about selfishness instead of self. But listness. Um, I see so many folks that are tied up in hypocrisy wood that are tied into that. And some of the things that I've uh, discovered about these things, uh, it's pretty bad. But, but here's the darkness that, of this world that's going on is people... Mm, let me erase that. Because if they were people, they would be doing differently with one another. Um, Human beings and people, it denotes a different uh, perspective and something that leans toward more of kindness and caring. And many, I'm not saying that all, but many of the folks in Hippocrywood have simply walked away from that and are so tied up in the arrogance. So it's a very sad thing. That's why I use the term mammon describing earthly residents. But here's the important thing. Because God is unchanging and he's steadfast and true 
with Jesus Christ as our anchor, the Holy Spirit is our navigator, we have indeed a steadfast foundation, brothers and sisters. That is what we hold on to. In my departure from this life into the, into the next, as he's promised, he will be there. As in David's declaration of Psalm 23, which I absolutely love that, as it describes pretty much all of our conditions all of the time. And I'm going to share with you again that, that David had um, issues. And if you read through the book of Psalms, you will see that many of these issues and conditions that, that David was, found himself in or um, was in his head. He, he was thinking about them all the time. And he was also a warrior king. So there were the real enemies that were around there. But um, a lot of these things that went on were seeds of weeds that were planted by the enemy in doing. But here's the thing. David found his way back to God. He picked himself up, dusted himself off, and he presented himself to God. And in this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Now, this is an important thing here because sheep happen to be, mm, they're a little bit skittish. And sudden noises or things would be a disturbance to them. Well, a good shepherd, the good shepherd who is our Lord, is aware of these things. And good shepherds that take care of their flock, they take them beside still waters that aren't... See, um, yeah, water is there to provide for the sheep, but if it's a babbling brook and it has a lot of uh, rills and things as it goes over the rock, that noise would tend to make the sheep very nervous and skittish and not sleeping well. So when the shepherd knows of a place and he travels frequently and there is a pool of still water that the sheep can drink from and it's not a lot of noise, he will lie them down there to rest. The Lord takes us away from the tumultuous occasions that are happening in the world around us and all this thing here. And he will lead us beside the still waters to keep us from that. Picking up in verse three, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, our Holy Spirit navigator, leading us in the paths of righteousness. And you ask about the tie-in to the Old Testament, New Testament, and the relevance and all this. Brothers and sisters, if you can't see the profound significance in this Old Testament passage from the book of Psalms to the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ, this is, this is what we're talking about, that the Holy Spirit is our guide, our navigator. Jesus Christ is our anchor in the time of storm. And God being our ever faithful, consistent God above, and that the three of them are together in guiding us. I mean, this is, this is here. It's all here. They that have an ear, let them hear, lean in and hear the word of God, be able to see with spiritual eyes and understand. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. 
Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, that is, I, I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, and also sharing further in the book of Revelation. I'm going to share uh, 1, 7 through 9 is talking about our Lord God. Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Now the word there, amen, means so be it. Aman means praiseworthy in the old Hebrew Aramaic language. And God, and he declares, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So even being cast out and placed on the island of Patmos, John is about his father's business, as we must all be about our father's business. That is what we are called to do. That is our purpose. Some of us have a different anointing or different gifts and being caught up in what gift another person has, that's not the import. What is the import is that we're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, affording everyone the opportunity to hear the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ so that everyone would have the opportunity so that they that choose might have life and have life more abundantly. But the choice must be offered it can be given. It can be explained. We can share that. That's what we are about, our Father's business. So, as I share here in Hebrews 13, 8, and 9, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace and not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Translation, don't get caught up in the doctrines and the false teachings of those here and that you're not holding on to the promises of God and the steadfast truth of the word of God. There are those that will tempt you with a meaty presence and make it look really nice and good. And let me, let me go back to that church that the Holy Spirit escorted me out of because he told me then, and, and uh, for those that, that may have missed that, I'm a, I'm going to share it again. It's a testimony to the Holy Spirit and God's guidance again. 
Um, the temptation of the meats that they offered was a really nice little store, really nice coffee shop, and you know you go in. But here's the thing: you were having to buy, and and you, everything cost. If you went into the little coffee shop, you had to buy a book, you had to buy the coffee, you had to, you know, this, and and then some people will say, well, that's not bad. They have to have, uh, you know, they have to take care of this. They have to take, but not understanding everything. You had to be there. You had to see what was going on. This was, this was like a really nice little, (laughs) I saw where the money was going to. And and later on when the Holy Spirit walked me out, that I understood exactly what it was about. Um, the word that came from the pulpit and I could, I actually recognize and, and this, the first time I was kind of just pleased to be there because it was in the midst of all the, <clears throat> pardon me, COVID stuff that was going on. You couldn't be this, you couldn't do that. You had to do this, you had to do that. The controlling effort that the government is continuing to try to push and, and sadly people are buying into, um, but the truth was that, that what they were saying is that if you want to wear a mask, you, you do. And if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to because, you know, and, and they invited folks in to share. And it was really great to be around um, folks that I had been worshiping with in my home church for a, a little while. But went there and then realized that something was kind of amiss at what was going on. There was a lot of fanfare, a lot of show, a lot of pomp and circumstance and all this, but the message that came from the pulpit each time was about money. It wasn't about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not one time did they mention the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, how he came for us, and the opportunity for for um, an altar call to offer the salvation of Jesus Christ, what they, what they were preaching and teaching was the sacrifice of tithing and giving more. And in order to get more, you have to give more. So that was the, that was the meat of their, of their uh, teaching. And this is what was talking about there in that, and he was, the meat, don't be deceived by that by that meat that they offer and these things that they put out there for you to see and draw you in. Um, The Holy Spirit, try the spirit of any church that you go to, as I've offered to you before, brothers and sisters, try my spirit. Am I telling you the truth? Am I sharing truth? If the Holy Spirit tells you don't listen to him anymore, then by all means, you listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't you dare come back and listen to anything I put in this podcast that God is allowing me to offer to you. Because what I speak is truth. And I have no doubt in my mind that the Holy Spirit will keep you here because I share the truth. I share the truth as it comes from the Word of God. And this is not to puff myself up. This is about my Father's business. And as the days are drawing closer, and I'm seeing more and more and more signs out in nature, and that script that God wrote in the sky seeing more and more things like that. That's telling me that it's drawn nigh, brothers and sisters. But here's the thing, too, that we have to understand and be fully aware of. 
the time reference is irrelevant because God does not function on this little thing that we keep on our wrists. This is on temporal time. God operates his watch on universal time, which he created, and a day is as a thousand years, as his promise was to Abram in providing him a child in which Sarai faulted herself because of her lack of faith in God. She tried to take it upon herself, which is why her handmaid Hagar went into Abram. But God fulfilled his promise to Abram and Sarai, who later on became Abraham and Sarah. Um, he fulfilled his promise to them, but it took 25 years. It didn't happen right away. So what we have to do, brothers and sisters, is be aware that the promises of God are exactly that. Truth and promises that he makes that are faultless. And it doesn't happen in our timing. It happens in his. And any delay that God allows to take place, look at it this way as a protection. I cannot share with you the number of times as a commercial operator driving coast to coast and border to border for the 25 plus years that I did that, that God set up a delay or a detour. And I wasn't even walking with God like I should have been, but he was walking with me and protecting me. And those detours turned out taking me away from something that was terrible and very hazardous and some things I saw as I went by that were heart-wrenching, literally heart-wrenching. God's plan for me was something entirely different that did not include for my death at that time. When I took it upon myself to think about taking my big truck off the Oakland Bay Bridge, plummeting 300 plus feet to the surface of the water. At that point, I think I was at the arch, so it was probably much more than 300 feet. I, I, I don't know, it was a long way down. Anyway, when you look over the rail and you see great whites that are swimming in down there, they're pretty small. So it was probably a great distance. But I would have surely died. And yet that still small voice whispered in my ear, and as I've shared, my children were not even out of grade school yet. They weren't even old enough. I don't even think they were thinking of kissing girls. They were probably still at that, ew, girl stage. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But whispered in my ear and just simply said, what about your grandchildren? That was all. That was all that was needed. Grandchildren. Oh, my goodness gracious. How awesome would that be? And they are. Unfortunately, don't get to see them much, but I mean, they're awesome. They're they're growing, man. And at the rate they are, I, I may be a great-grandfather before Father God takes me home. <laughs> wow. So, brothers and sisters, sharing more with you from the Word of God. Sorry, I got a little off track there. But uh, the import of this Word is that we have to be focused on the consistency of God and not on what goes on in the world around us and how mammon uh, does these things. And I, I just want to keep sharing with you that it's really, really profoundly important that we stay in that and know that his truth is always there. And 
sharing in Psalm 1, 102, 25 through 27. Of old that thou hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. And that psalm from David, declaring the consistency and the constant continuation of God the Father, and how consistent he is with us. And he is always with us, will always be with us, as he promises in his word, always with us, for us, about us, loving us. I mean, that's what it's all about, brothers and sisters, about the depths of his love. Psalm 48, 14, for this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. And remember, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God's confirming declaration yet again through uh, this morning's reading, which right at the heading was, I am the God of all time. <laughs> Oh God, yes you are. Don't only look to God in the in in that still of the morning time and at night, but but seek Him constantly throughout the day. Paul exhorted his uh, the people he was writing to in his epistle. He said, "Pray without ceasing," which is possible to do. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to throw yourself on your knees. You don't have to throw yourself prostrate on the ground and um, wail and, and trumpets and tambourines and all that. You don't have to do that. Prayer, especially having Jesus Christ come as he did, prayer is simply our spirit talking to the spirit of God. It's a conversation with our Father. And we can do it audibly. We can do it silently. And this is why Paul and Peter both wrote about training our minds, our mindset, and altering our mind. And, and it's... Sometimes it's not an easy thing to do, but more and more if you practice um, through the mind to talk, you, you can do so silently. When I'm driving my bus, and, and now with the masks on, it's, it's a little easier to do. And sometimes I find myself, um, people would say that I'm muttering and talking to God. And when you're going down the street and you see someone uh, that you consider to be of special needs and it looks like they're talking to no one, how do you know that they're not talking to God and that they're not talking to the angel that's walking with them? And it tells us in the word of God that we need to be careful. It tells us that we need to be careful of who we entertain or when we entertain strangers because you don't know if it's an angel. If God has allowed someone to come as a, in the guise of a temporal being to come down here and just check on us and, and move with us and see how we're doing and what he's asked us to do, so how do you know that that stranger that you're talking crap to or being mean to or, you know, talking uh, behind their back ill about or that person that you think is of special needs is walking down the street? How do you know that they're not talking to an angel that's with them? Now, granted, there are those that have demons and see them. And you can, I think, 
my belief is that you can sort of tell them over those that are just having a conversation. How are you going to judge that? How are you putting yourself in a position to judge them for being a whack job because they're walking down the street muttering seemingly to themselves? What authority do you have to judge that person who is quite possibly having a beautiful conversation with an angelic guardian angel that God has sent to them and is allowing them to see because they need special guidance, because they have special needs within themselves. I've shared with you, brothers and sisters, that I was going through a particular difficult time and God allowed me to see my angelic guardian, beautiful, a light with a flame and fire of heaven, but not consumed. As Elijah asked God to let his protege to be able to see what he saw. And going out on the balcony, looked and he saw the armies, the hosts of heaven surrounding the enemy that he was so fearful of that was going to come and destroy them. And yet they were themselves surrounded by what? The hosts of heaven who were all on fire but not consumed. They were on fire with a heavenly fire, just like the bush when Moses went on Mount Harab. And the bush was burning but not consumed because it was burning with heavenly fire. The angels spoke to Moses and then Moses had his conversation with God at 80 years old at the burning bush and God sent him back into Egypt. That's what I'm talking about, brothers and sisters. We have to seek God who is with us all the time without ceasing. See God in all things. Instead of the distractions or the tumult that the enemy puts out there and, and when he tosses the seeds of weeds that come up and they bind up our thought process or they block our view to see that thing, we need to cut them down and rebuke, and rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who is our guide. Cut those weeds down. Don't let them block our view for the beautiful things that are set here by God for us. Stand firm in our confidence and see the Lord's deliverance because he will and he does as he's promised. And those adversities that are going on around that uh, to, they're, they're to attempt and interrupt communion with God, brothers and sisters. And if that communion with God is disrupted and allowed, it is because I allowed it to happen. The devil didn't come and take it away. Remember this. We have been given authority by the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I give you dominion and authority over the serpents and scorpions. Biblical speak for demons. And it talks about in the Bible about the Chaldeans. I've shared that with you before. That's another terminology for the demons that operate and work for the devil. And I would admonish those exhort those that use the term, oh, the devil stole my joy today. He robbed me of my joy for this day. I would admonish you 
greatly to not use that terminology that you need to be back in the word of God and seek the word. And the truth would be that you allowed them to take it because they do not have, according to the scripture, according to the truth and the word of God, they do not have the authority to take anything away from us. They can, however, carry away what's given to them, but they cannot take rob or steal anything. They can only carry away what's handed to them. So brothers and sisters, be very cautious when you share with other Christians or young Christians or immature Christians and they're in the conversation of a group that you might be in. Oh yeah, the, the devil robbed my joy today. The devil stole my joy today. The devil took this and the devil took that. Well, that's not biblical sound teaching because they don't have the authority and he does not have the authority to do so. Can't do anything unless God allows it anyway. But they don't have the authority to come and take, rob, steal anything. So we cannot allow that to take place. So if you're doing that, the reality is that you need to be pointing your finger back at yourself. Look in the mirror and allowing that to happen. And in the midst of the tumult or adversity that's going on around, instead of grumbling about it, as if we're going through a punishment, you know, mom, dad, spank us, send us down the room. So you go kind of shuffling your feet and go down the hall and you're grumbling and griping and talking to yourself because you don't want to speak out loud because then dad come and whoop on you again. So instead of doing that, whatever's going on around is, is a tool and a device that the Lord is trying to encourage and strengthen us in our faith through. So look at it that way and look at it it's very difficult to do, and I find it hard at times too. And I'm, I'm learning more and more to just bless that and thank the Lord for being in that. And praise God that he's, he's right there with me. Because he is. He's right with us with everything. Don't forget in Joshua 1, 9, Have I not commanded thee to be of good courage? Be not afraid nor dismayed, for I, thy Lord, thy God, am with you whithersoever thou goest. Have to remember that. It's in there. And in Psalm, let me flip over this one. This is a, this is a pretty, I like this one. Psalm 105.3. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them before that seek the Lord. Read, I'm sorry. Glory ye in the holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice. Let's seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. So in everything that goes on around, brothers and sisters, we, we have to seek his face in things. And this is what I tell you. And stay in the word of God and seek his face through everything. We have to seek his face through everything. And what we have to do is in Psalm 32, verse 6, for this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found surely in the flood of great waters, they shall not come nigh unto him. Now, I went to the old Bible, the old uh, language. And in the Hebrews text and in the Hebrew Bible, 
it talks about that a little bit differently. And I'm going to share that. I, I love the wording that's used here because that's, that is what this is, David's actually talking about. So David's talking about waters and floods and the river, but in the old language of the Hebrew, in Psalm 62, 6, truly, wait quietly for Hashim. Oh, my soul, for my hope comes from him. Now, remember that word translates to Lord God. Truly, wait quietly for Lord God, O oh, my soul, for my hope comes from him. He is my rock and my deliverance, my haven. I shall not be shaken. I rely on Hashem, my deliverance and glory, my rock of strength. In Hashem is my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people, pour out your hearts before him. Hashem is our refuge. I love that that he's talking about that place. And I like the I like the fact that <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> pardon me, is that they like to uh they add in God frequently and often. <laughs> it's um it's a pretty I, I just like the way that, that it that it pours out. And we just have to remember that that is how he is for us all the time. That we have to trust in him. And that we pray out to him all the time. And that we have faith in him because he is constantly with us. I mean, brothers and sisters, he's there. And um, in Psalm 32, 6, I'm going to flip back over here in the old way that it talks about, because I found that in, it talks about in, in my Bible, for this shall every one that in godly is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of the great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Talking about the flood waters, of course. <clears throat> but here it is in uh, from a direct Hebrew translation. Therefore let every faithful man pray to you upon discovering his sin that the rushing mighty waters not overtake him. I like the way it translates into that because what the declaration there is, is not the river waters, but that our sin that is constantly about us and constantly a distraction and that Satan likes to use that way all the time and that it does not overtake us, that we don't allow it to frighten us, um, to cause despair, anxiety, and that we are a praying people and that we do that. So brothers and sisters, you have a great day. You have an awesome day. And um, yeah, became a little more verbose.
So be blessed. Have a great day. You are constantly in my prayers.